Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to the I Love You So Much podcast with me, Kenzie Elizabeth, and only me today. I am recording my first solo episode, which is very exciting for me, maybe for no one else, but I wanted to do a Things I've Learned in 2018 podcast episode because I typically do these on my YouTube channel and people like request them all the time. But I thought it would be more fitting for the podcast and just kind of, you know, a nice little recap. I feel like there's some good lessons in here, none of which, like, you know, I thought of myself. These are all from other people that I've learned from. Okay, so guys, I have two big issues that I've dealt with in the past week. I don't know if crisis, how to make that plural, I don't know how to say that right, so I'm just not going to say it. But two really big issues, right? As I'm recording this episode, it is November 30th. I was back home in the great state of Texas last week for Thanksgiving, right? I live in a neighborhood in the valley here in Los Angeles, California. It is normally, you know, fine to, you know, park your car outside of your house in a neighborhood. You know, like typically you can just park in your neighborhood and it's not an issue. Sometimes though, in my particular neighborhood on my street, they will put out these cute little signs that tell you, You can't park here, like, tomorrow, literally six hours before or something. It's absolutely ridiculous. And to be fair, like, I did know that they do that, right? So I left my car. I'm letting someone else use my garage bot. Mistake number one. That was my issue. This is all my fault. Until we get to the part where it isn't my fault. And that's what we're really going to capitalize on here today, guys. But I... uh, go out of town, I tell my, or I'm about to go to town, I tell my roommate Joe, I'm like, hey, I'm gonna leave my key here just in case we need to move my car or something, can you move it if, you know, for some reason they say don't park outside of the street, on the street, whatever. He's like, yeah, no problem. So, I leave for my flight the next morning at 5 a.m., cannot find my key anywhere. It's not in my purse, it's not anywhere, so I'm just assuming it's in one of the, like, 500 places that we put them in the house, like it's on a counter somewhere or whatever. I was planning on just leaving it there. As we know, you know, I couldn't find it anywhere. I assumed that it was somewhere in my house because obviously it wasn't with me if it wasn't in my purse. I'm running late for my flight. I call my Uber. I leave. Whatever. Time goes on. It's Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving. Joe texts me. Hey, Ken's, where's your key? And I'm like, um, you know, it's, it's like somewhere in the house. And then I think about it and I'm like, oh my God, no. It's in my backpack that's in Texas, right? So I'm like, awesome. My key's here. My car is going to get towed tomorrow. Which, by the way, it got towed because of the turkey trot people because they wanted to do that marathon down my street, which I'm sorry if you're a turkey trot person. I'm just not. And I'm just going to blame everyone on the turkey trot because it just didn't need to happen. You don't need to be working out on Thanksgiving. Like, go celebrate with your family or something. So anyways, (sighs) my car gets towed. And, like, at that point, I'm like, it's totally my fault, whatever, I'll just deal with it later. The main issue with this, though, is that I was flying in Saturday night, and I was landing at 6 p.m., so I was going to miss the cutoff date for, 
or the cutoff time, like, it was going to close. So I couldn't go pick up my car. And the next day, I couldn't pick up my car because it was Sunday and it's closed. So I had to wait till Monday. So that's just adding on a lot of money that I owe. And I had to be places on Sunday. That's why I was flying back. So I had to spend all this money on Ubers, right? So one of my angel roommates is like, hey, if you just overnight the key, I'll handle everything for you. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, genius idea. You know, so I go to overnight my key, right? Which you would think, you know, they had one job. I paid like close to like a hundred dollars to overnight this like it was ridiculous they like double charged me or something i don't know i don't know the details whatever so they're telling me that they're going to you know have the key i was like okay tomorrow morning delivery by 10 30 a.m and they're like yes miss piper don't you worry we had this under control we had this taken care of and i'm like okay perfect so i'm thinking i'm gonna fly back to la no problem yeah i'll be like 500 dollars poorer but whatever that's not the issue i don't have to deal with the actual like tow truck stuff so it's Saturday. It's the next day. I'm flying back. I get a text. It's 1130 LA time. The key's not there. UPS didn't even send out my key. They lost it. It was horrible. So then on top of all that, I wasn't going to get my key until Monday. They tried to scam me out of all of my money and they tried to like do a new transaction so I wouldn't have insurance on it. It was really upsetting to me. And this is like my UPS place that I've gone to my whole life. I love it there. I've spent so much time there. I used to send out like PO box stuff all the time. Anyway, so they lost my key, then they found it, then they had it sent out Monday, and then I went to the tow truck yard. So at this point, UPS messed up, I messed up, but then UPS messed up even more. Then I get to the tow truck place, right? And at this point, it would have cost me $375 originally if I would have had all this work out and UPS would have done their one job. I get there, it should have cost me like $1,000, like the weekend hold on a, like, holiday weekend whatever it's like way more expensive I don't know it's stupid it's really annoying but somehow it ended up only being $500 right so I flirted my way and I I basically profited I saved money I didn't profit but like you know I saved money and so now I have my car back but that has just been the struggle of my past week so that's struggle number one right so struggle number two this is a really stupid one and everyone listening is going to be like, wow, you're really dumb. But listen, hear me out. So I used to always be an Alfred girl, Alfred Coffee. I love Alfred. I really do. They opened up a new location in Austin, Texas. And God bless. That's incredible. But recently, I started having a New Orleans with oat milk. This isn't recent. This has been all year. But from Blue Bottle. And now all I do is I crave my New Orleans with oat milk. So I think I'm transitioning from an Alfred girl to a Blue Bottle girl. And everyone in my life is pretty much a blue bottle girl, besides the fact that I have friends who work at every single Alfred. So that's struggle number two, but that's that one's not that big of a deal. So anyways, those are my two problems that I'm dealing with right now, and I think I'm over the tow truck thing, but I'm not over the whole UPS thing, and they were very mean to me, and I was very nice. I know how to deal with customer service. Clearly, I just flirt my way through paying for things. It's incredible. Anyways, um, on to a more serious topic. I wanted to talk about things that I have been learning in 2018. This year, I have learned more in my entire life than, you know, the rest of my life. That's what that means. But I am a completely different person than I was a year ago. I look back at who I was a year ago, who I was hanging out with, what I was doing, and I'm like, literally, what was that? You know, I feel like we all have those moments, but this is like a real one. This is like a, what was I doing? I was wasting my time, you know? So I think I've gotten better. I'm still on my way, but I'm very, very pleased with how this year has turned out. I completely changed my life. My life, literally a year ago today to now, totally different for the better for the best and it's incredible 
credit where credit's due, um, honor where honor is due, literally every single thing on this list that I have learned from is either my pastor Chad Veach, Erica Boschko, or Nate Dumau, all Zoe staff. It's all their knowledge, but these are things that I've learned, so it's fine. You know, it's like I'm not taking credit for everything. These are just things that they've taught me. And instead of saying every single time that I just needed to explain that because this is not anything from me, but it has changed my life and I'm a different person. So I wanted to share it with you guys. Okay, so the first lesson that I learned, I don't really know how to wrap this up without explaining it. So I don't really have like a nice title slide for this one, you know, but it's the whole thing like where there's new wine, there's new power. So there's this story and it talks about how when you have like a new wine bag, it can't hold the old wine anymore. Like the cloth in the old wine bag won't work for the new wine. And if you reuse it, you and you put your old, you put your new wine in the old wine bag, you risk bursting it. So like similarly, as we grow, we don't need to keep using old wine bags. Like the things that you did in like maybe like the last season of your life, are not really the things that you necessarily need to be doing now that can even be good or bad like that can be a good habit a bad habit but I think so often we are trying to like fit things in our life like maybe people or relationships or like things that we were doing then or habits or routines into like a new time in our life when it's just not meant to be like I want to be constantly learning just like constantly learning and growing. Like I want to be a different person. This lesson came from Erica, my favorite person in the world. She's also has an episode on this podcast. I don't know if it's out yet, but if it isn't, or if it is, listen to it. But I want to be someone who, when someone comes to me, like I always have something new to say. I don't want to be stuck on like the same revelation I had like six months ago about something. I want to be constantly growing and I don't want to be growing and then holding on to things from like maybe six months ago that just like aren't really meant to be in my life so that's been a huge thing I learned I think she gave this teaching like January and it was very timely for me but I just think so often like we hold on to things that are no longer bettering us or no longer just they're just not meant to fit in our lives anymore and that's huge so we need new wine bags for our new selves and our new power because with like growing and stuff like you have new like authority on things you have new knowledge on things and new ways to grow my second thing that I've learned this year that has been huge these have all been huge as I said I'm a different person it's incredible and I'm sure this time next year I'm gonna say exactly the same spiel that I just said about how I was like what was I doing you know who knows? But my second thing is to not be married to your first idea. My pastor, Chad Beach, says this all the time, but it's okay to change what you want to do. I look at, like, when I moved out here and, like, what I wanted to do, things have just kind of shifted and changed. Like, if they, I talk about my school all the time. I'm really not trying to. This is, like, the one time I promise I'm trying to bring this up, but I would have never, ever, 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 in a billion years said I wanted to go to this school or to like any school in general. Like I was like, I'm so sad on doing online school. I don't want to go to a normal college. I don't want to go to a physical school. I want to just do YouTube full time, like digital full time. And I want to like really blow this out. And as time went on, I wasn't fulfilled and I wasn't happy and I love what I do. But if I would have been so married to like my first idea and I would not have been like okay it's okay to change what I want to do I would never end up where I am now and I'm a hundred times happier I'm a hundred times more fulfilled I have the relationships that I've always wanted like it's just crazy but if I'm someone who's like 
I can be very stubborn with myself, like not necessarily always with other people. I think when I was younger, I was very stubborn with other people and I've kind of let that go. But I was very stubborn and like I moved out here and I was like, I know what I want to do. This is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to do it. And at that time, I wasn't flexible with my thinking. And I think so often what is like planned for your life is so much bigger than you can even imagine. And I was so set on my ways and what I wanted to do. And then when I ended up hating my ways and like not liking my plan and not really wanting to admit that, it took me a second to finally be like, okay, I'm going to do something else. And it took me like even longer to like be okay with the fact that I was changing what I wanted to do. So like even in the sense of, I mean, I've always wanted to do a podcast pretty much for like two years now. But even in the sense of that, like that was not my original idea when it came to like when I started everything, which was my YouTube channel. So I think just it's like I always think about how my school ZLC will always be like a testament to that for me like there's in so many different ways but like it's so okay to change what you want to do and it's so okay to not like you you just should not be so set on your first idea I think a lot of the time your first idea will end up leading you in different ways but it's probably going to look really different than your first idea and that is okay. So that's a huge thing. I think I was just very stubborn, mostly with myself, but also with other people. Okay, number three. Okay, I read this book called Right People, Right Place, Right Plan, I believe, by Jensen Franklin, uh, probably around January. It was when I was in Aspen. I remember reading it on the plane there. Gosh, I love Aspen. I want to go back so bad. Anyways, but it talks about how sometimes I know I've talked about this on the podcast before, but just to give you guys like a brief, if you haven't heard that, um, who you are around matters, which I know is really obvious, but sometimes when your life is like really out of whack and you're just like not feeling like you're, it's just very chaotic and things just are not going great and you just feel weird or whatever it is I think a lot of the time it's you but sometimes it really is other people and that's not to blame other people like you're still choosing to be in those relationships or friendships or whatever that you're probably not good for you but I think sometimes it really is who you're around and it talks about how like the seas will calm as you leave that and I remember there was a friendship of mine that was like my one of my biggest friendships and like we were so close we did everything together every single day but I knew it wasn't healthy for me and I knew I needed to leave but it took me so long to like actually leave and be okay with it and when I did leave it was so weird well first off I actually should do an entire episode on like leaving Uh, I don't like the word toxic because I feel like everyone uses the word toxic to just kind of like blame other people but just leaving a friendship that was unhealthy on both ends like mine as well I should like or a relationship whatever I should do an entire episode on that because I have a lot to say but when I left that it was so weird because I was talking to my friends and I expected to be like really upset for months and I think I was kind of upset like the months leading up to it because I knew it was coming but it was weird because I was like guys as soon as I left this everything in my life just got so much better like were every like area of my life even that this person had nothing to do with like at all everything got better and it's just weird and it talks about how like you know it's like the same thing like who you're aligned with what what you're going after like it all correlates with each other it also doesn't mean that that person's bad I think a huge thing that I've 
this has been a value of mine for years and years but just because something doesn't work out with you and another person does not mean that they're a bad person that you're a bad person sometimes people just like are not meant to be and that's okay so I think that was even harder because I was like okay but I really love this person I know it's not right but it was very codependent and it was really unhealthy and when I finally left things started to just like work out and I was like guys I feel bad almost because this was a friendship that I valued so much in my life but like as soon as I left everything like everything was better I was like I was even making more money like it's weird like I was getting more deals like it's just like crazy but again like who you are aligned with matters and I think also when you're not leaving those friendships not only is it not fair to you but it's not fair to the other person because in the same sense that like you could be either on your own and doing better or with other people and doing better like they could also and I think it's just like unfair so who you're around definitely matters um yeah definitely read that book though if you guys have not it's like seriously like changed my life there's so many things I could make an entire episode on this book because there's so many things that I learned and he talks about it and goes into depth in a way that just like makes a lot more sense. I'm kind of just trying to be a little bit more vague, but it's an incredible book. Okay, number four. So I said to be specific and asking for what you want. So whatever you like believe in, like law of attraction, whatever spirituality, um, faith, whatever it is, I think just be specific and asking for what you want. The community that I have now is literally all I've ever wanted. I texted Erica again. I'm literally talking about Erica this whole episode the other day. And I was like, I love you so much because I'm looking back at like old things that like I prayed for specifically. And it's like she's the leader literally to the T that I was praying for before. So like whatever you believe, just be specific because that stuff will happen. And it was just crazy because I'm like, wow, like, I don't know, like not even since really living in LA has like this community been what I've wanted. I think it's been like my entire life that I've wanted it. And it's also something that I was very, very, very specifically praying for and it happened. So be specific in what you want. That also goes with your relationships with people. This is something that I need to be better at. So I'm preaching to myself. But I think, you know, people are not mind readers. You can't just like assume that someone's going to know what you want from them or know what you want in something or whatever it may be. So, yeah, I think just being specific and straightforward, it's really it's just it's important. Very important. Okay, number five, slow down and stop striving. Again, I'm bringing Erica up again. Guys, I am so sorry. I really am. But um, I've talked about this a billion times, but it would feel weird if I didn't mention this in this yearly episode because it's very important. This has probably been my top lesson this year. But um, again, I used to have like a very unhealthy work life. I would work 24-7. It was all I cared about. It was like my idol in life. I and it, the the part of it that I cared about was how hard I was working it wasn't like numbers on a screen it was like if I'm not working 24 7 then like I'm not like what am I worth whatever I guess not what am I worth but you know what I'm saying like that's kind of where I got my validation from I guess but um when I started at my school this uh in January it was a lot easier for me to have like healthier work habits because I was I was on someone else's schedule a lot and I had to go to school before when I was in online school it was all my own schedule and so I was able to just do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted so when I was in school it kind of had like set up a better structure for me so it really helped me 
and um yeah I just like learn a lot better healthy work habits and to actually slow down like before I don't think that there was ever a time where I would have taken a day off and I don't necessarily think I'm even really at a point where I take days off just because I'm in school for most of the week and then when I'm not I need to be working but I will take hours off or I will like unplug I've done so many like social media cleanses and stuff this year that have just been really good for me but this summer when we were touring and then I was traveling a lot and I was barely in town and I was just working like a ton I just kind of fell back into like my really unhealthy work habits and I was like isolating myself and just working 24 7 and just kind of going crazy because I was only here for like a few days a week for like probably like two months it was just wild not just because of tour I was also like traveling and doing other things but I was going crazy and I went to Blue Bottle. Again, here I am at Blue Bottle. Went earlier this morning. I was there then. It's my favorite place. I went to Blue Bottle with Erica and I was basically like breaking down. And she was like, okay, but what are you going to do when you're 23 and this thing is four times bigger and you're burnt out and you don't want it anymore? Like you've got to change something now and you have to make healthy work habits and you have to like put things where they need to be in your life. And that was like that coffee day was probably one of the most life like directional life like situations that doesn't I did not say that right but it really like changed the course of the rest of my year that's a better way to put it you know English um and it really did like I was like you're right I need to I think I went home to Texas like a few days later and I like logged out of social media for a few days and it was just nice like it's really healthy to have a balance and I think it's really important especially because all over we talk about this a lot but it's like for some reason it's glamorized to be like crazy stressed out and overwhelmed and working 24 7 like working yourself to death and you don't have to do that like you really really do not have to do that I think so often when you actually put something down that you've been holding on to and like trying to take control over for so long when you set it down I think so often that's when the opportunities come and that's when it takes off because you're not like hovering over it I don't know but yeah stop striving slow down that was huge. If you would have told me that I would have learned this lesson this year, would never have believed you. Okay, number six. Um, this is something that I'm sure a lot of people are probably not going to agree with, but this is just a mindset that I personally like to live by because it makes my life better and easier. And I do believe in the good in people, but it is the best of people is always who they are. I actually have this on merch. Check out my merch store. It's a hoodie. It's cute. Um, but I was talking to some friends of mine and there was just like a situation this year where we were like, you know, when you have people in your life who are really inconsistent um, and it's like, I don't even know who they are. Like, I don't know if like when they're good is who they are or when they're bad. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like they're either like amazing or they're like the worst friend I've ever had. And I remember one day waking up and just thinking like, okay, no, like the best of people is always who they are. Like I want to always see the best in someone and I want to like believe that about them I don't want to believe the bad that does not mean staying in something that's like toxic or again I'm using the word toxic I hate that word too unhealthy like that does not mean to like stay in unhealthy friendships like you can distance yourself and whatever but I think just for like the sake of like loving people and being like healthy yourself it's just so much better to live with that mentality and be like, I see the best in you. And I believe that like who the best in people is when the good is pulled out of them and that's who they are. I feel like people are actually like good at heart and then, you know, horrible things happen and whatever. But regardless of if you actually believe that or not, I think it's such a good mentality to live by because 
no one wants to be around someone who's like pulling the bad out of people all the time like the people who are the most attractive are the ones who are pulling the good out of people and the ones who are just like refreshing to be around you can't really be a refreshing person if you're just talking about all the bad things happening all the time or like pulling out the bad in them also I think people who pull out the bad in them like people who know everything that's going on and all the gossip so often it's because you are a gossip like especially now in my school I've noticed that I'm like I don't know like I don't live in student housing so it's like a big thing but it's like I don't know so much of what's going on because I just don't really gossip like I've gotten a lot better obviously I still do from time to time and I hate every single time that I do but I think that it shows a lot so I don't know I think it's just like a big reflection on who people are and you don't have to like really believe that but it's the mentality behind it it's awesome Number seven, okay, this is something I heard recently, but it was the right relationships bring out the right dysfunctions. And I think about that time and time again with certain friendships and things that people just kind of like pulled out of me or when you're close enough with someone, things you can't really like hide. Like they see through all of this, they see through it or like they're like, hey, this is an area you really need to work on or hey, how you reacted to this was not great, you know? And I think the right relationships um, like friendships relationships whatever like will bring out the right dysfunctions and will kind of like steer you in a better way and they are going to kind of like I don't know how to describe it like when you're getting close with someone especially I think like this is like really telling in like a relationship like a romantic relationship but I think a lot of the times it's like you're going to notice things about someone when you're close with them. And I think like the right people in your life are going to bring out the right things that you need to work on or grow in in that time of your life. That's been something that I have definitely, definitely noticed. Like even recently, my, this actually happened this week. I was not going to talk about this, but here we are. So my, a good friend of mine, really really good at reconciliation and forgiveness I will talk to him about anything and he will be like like he he's just very like oh no but I love this person like super good about that we we're talking about like forgiveness and reconciliation and class and all of this stuff and I was thinking about it and there was someone from home like I used to um I'm trying to like say this very vague I'm um, just like someone from home that I hadn't reconciled with and they they're older like I had kind of been like taken into their family a little bit and there was like a really bad falling out there and I was young and like it really genuine I was like really young like it genuinely wasn't something like this is I always (laughs) I always say I would rather be wrong than be right because it's easier to reconcile people when you're the one who's wrong than when you're the one who's right because when you're the one who's wrong like you have more control in how you can like approach it and like ask for forgiveness and kind of move on from there but this is the time where like I was younger and like really it wasn't my fault but I think without realizing it I had held on to the bitterness for so long and I was really hurt by it and I didn't really have like this family to like go back to whatever and I went back this week and I reached out and I talked to them and I was like I'm so sorry like for holding on to this like I forgave them they forgave me it was great but I don't think I would have ever done that had I not had that person in my life you know to like pull that out and I feel free about it now so yeah just really good and I can look back time and time again at past friendships or friendships that I still have I mean but like things that have happened where I've like grown from it and it's like always typically from someone close in my life who knows me well enough and loves me enough to tell me you know okay number eight um love and stay in the mess like sometimes you just need to be and then sometimes what you need are in the circumstances that scare you 
I'm someone who if like I don't know what's gonna happen from this in five years I'm like get away from me like I don't like I'm just so I think I'm very big picture and I'm also protective of myself which you should protect your heart and guard your heart but I think I take it to a little bit of an extreme and I think so often I'm like okay if I don't know what's gonna happen like I won't just like stay in the moment enough to see how things are gonna work out like things are 99% of the time not going to work out the way that you think that they're going to work out not that it's going to end in a different like result but the way that you're going to get to that you know end goal is typically different than what you think and so often I will just like see like in the moment of it I'm like oh I don't know where this is going like I'm just going to take myself out of the situation so I don't have to like deal with it and like if it goes bad it goes bad but also it could be like the best thing that ever happened to me so sometimes you just need to stay in the circumstances and sometimes the miracle is in the circumstances that you're like trying to get out of sometimes you're there for a reason and you're going through whatever it is for a reason I think so often I'm like quick to run and be like oh I don't know what's going on here it's so much easier if I just leave and so I'm really trying this is something like pretty recent this has been like the past like month or two I don't really know but I've been trying so hard to get better about this because I am the worst person at this ever number nine okay this is huge I say that about everything um you can't grow if you aren't planted um loyalty and commitment are so important and accountability is too accountability gets a really bad rep because I think people think of accountability and they're like oh like you're trying to tell me not to do this or whatever but like I always want people in my life to like steer me in the right direction and call me out like if I'm working on something or trying to get better or if I'm just like saying I'm gonna do something and I don't do it like work-wise or whatever I want people to like hold me accountable to that and I think life is really dangerous when you're isolated and you're on your own and you have no one around you to kind of keep you in check with who you are Obviously, this does not need to be everyone, like, just having a few people, like, close to you who know you. I am so grateful for, like, the leadership that I'm under because I care about their opinions because I value them because they have authority because they've walked through what I've already done, you know? And they also care about me and love me and they're, like, they do, they, they are trying, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're helping me and everyone around them. So I think also this this is like five points in one, but you can't grow if you aren't planted. It's very obvious. I think so often we'll like kind of bounce around places all the time and you never really get what you could fully get from something if you're not planted where you're at. That can be anywhere. I feel like a lot of the time, um, like even just like transferring, I don't know. I think you should leave certain things. But for me personally, like I've made the decision this year, especially to like stay planted. I used to leave um this is just for this time like I'm obviously going to go back to traveling all the time but I'm just in school but I've made the decision to like be planted at ZLC and be planted at Zoe and that has completely changed my life I've grown more than ever and it's just because I'm planted and I'm committed and I'm loyal and I'm willing to hear what people have to say and like I want to be held accountable to like the things that I'm working on or the things that I'm growing in and stuff and I feel like I personally would literally be a completely different person had I not done that so I think just being planted is important and not hopping around and like being really just like not loyal or committed to anything like you really can only grow so much when you're just working on something for like a month like if you look at this from like a business standpoint let's say you start a YouTube channel right or a business or whatever it is 
and you're not committed and you're like, oh, I'm just going to do this for like two months and then I'm going to hop to the next thing and then do that for two months and then I'm going to hop to the next thing and then do that for three months. But if you would have just stayed where you were and like been planted in one idea, then that is ultimately like where you're going to grow, you know, like the more committed you are to something. So that's I can't say that's been huge again. I'm so sorry. It's really horrible. That was a great lesson that I have learned. Okay, my last lesson that I've learned this year is to act out of humility and not pride. This is also pretty recent. I tried to kind of do these like chronologically. There's so many other things that I've learned. I tried to do things that I haven't really talked about on the podcast as much, but again, it's like a wrap up of the year. So Every single time I don't, this also kind of goes back to reconciliation, but every time I don't want to do something, I always ask myself like, okay, but are you making that decision out of pride or is it out of humility? Like if you don't want to reach out to someone who's wronged you or you've wronged, it's like ask yourself if that's out of pride or out of humility. I think that acting out of humility is always the way to go. Pride is really ugly. It's not a good look. It just is not a good look. No one likes someone who's prideful. And I think that being prideful like blocks off so many things in your life. Like it blocks off new relationships. It blocks off healthy relationships. It blocks off like miracles, like even just opportunities when you're just willing to like sit there and be like humble and just hear someone out or be like teachable or just say, hey, like I messed up. I'm so sorry. Like that's ultimately like what frees you and like unlocks doors later on or even then, you you know, especially even in like your friendships and relationships now, like I know my least favorite quality in someone is when you talk to someone and they're like, well, I know when I'm wrong and I'm not wrong. And it's like, all right, maybe let's just like take a few chill pills and like here, think about this for a second. Even if like, even if you aren't wrong, one, never approach it that way. It's tacky and it's just not cute. I pr- it's really ugly. It's actually the worst thing ever, but I never want to approach something that way ever, like ever. I've dealt with this a lot this year, if you can't tell, but um, yeah, I don't know. Just like acting out of humility and not pride, that simple question has really changed the way I approach like a lot of relationships in my life a lot of just how I handle pretty much anything. I think a lot of the time these lessons are easy to relate to like people, but this goes in like every area of my life. So those are my top 10 lessons that I have learned in 2018. Again, credit where credit's due. Learn this all from either my pastors or Erica or Nate, who is my college director. But yeah, again, this has been probably, I think my favorite year of my life. If, yeah, it's up there. It's been a really good year. I've loved it. Love doing this podcast, guys. Hope you guys are having an amazing holiday season. Um, Also, be sure to join our Facebook page for the I Love You So Much podcast. It is always linked down below in the description of this podcast, but it's super fun. We talk all the time. I'm going to start doing like little coffee dates, like meetups if I'm like out of town or something with like podcast listeners it's just been super fun check it out if you guys want to like see my favorite products of 2018 i'm going to be putting that video on youtube but love you guys so much be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you guys haven't rate review do all that stuff let me know if you guys want me to do more solo episodes or no more solo episodes ever again that's totally fine i love you guys so much and i'll talk to you guys next thursday